Thank you for joining us. Here at VLC, our purpose is helping people discover and develop a life in Christ. Now here is Pastor Gary Tony. Today we're continuing our talk called Love is a Battlefield. Yeah, I know you're excited, aren't you? I can tell. Yeah. What I have, what I have discovered over the years as a pastor, though, is this. Man, it, it, it truly is because the enemy, now you all understand, the enemy is not the person beside you. It's not the co-worker. It's not the family member. The true enemy is Satan. And if you don't think he's at work diligently right now, just watch TV for five minutes. Now, you know I am 100%, I, I try to get you out, out from away from that thing because it will deceive you in a minute. But he knows that if we get this revelation, we are unstoppable. What are you talking about? I'm talking about love. Well, let, let's just get into it because y'all are really excited this morning. So let's, <laughs> Father, speak to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you ready? Because he's getting ready to talk. First Corinthians chapter 3. Are you ready? All right, now here's what we're going to do, okay? Now, now, as we go through this, it says love, but what I want you to do as we read through these is I want you to put your name there. <laughs> right, Lisa? Like, no. Yeah, I want you to put your name there. Gary is patient and kind. Yeah, right? You are. Gary is not jealous or boastful, or proud, or rude. How we doing? Yeah, right? What's the next one? Andy. <laughs> huh? Cody doesn't demand his own way. <laughs> I got people calling out other people's names now. <laughs> Let's go back to love then, because y'all get the point, right? See, you've got to, because if, if, if we are of God, if it is Christ in us, Paul, the Apostle Paul said, it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ that lives in me, and the life that I now live, I live by faith in him. So if Christ is in you, well, God is love. And so this, you should be, now I know we're not there yet, why, this is, it is a battle. The enemy's not going to lay down. He would much rather you slander someone or talk about them or hurt them or get revenge on them than love them. Because when you love them, you walk in with God. Love always wins. Love's patient, kind, it's not jealous, it's not boastful, it's not proud, it's not rude. I mean, seriously, without the help of the Holy Spirit, you can forget this. It doesn't demand its own way, it's not irritable. It's not irritable. It's not irritable. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy when you just break the Bible down and read it. You're like, dang, Lord, are you for real right now? <laughs> he is. Wait, it gets better. This is maybe some icing on the cake right here. It keeps no record of being wronged. Who does? Love doesn't. Gary doesn't. Well, well. I mean, I, I could put my name there. I may not be there yet, but love doesn't rejoice about injustice. 
Love rejoices when truth wins. And I want you to know something, guys. Truth always wins because Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth. Truth always, it may not look like everything's happening right right now. Truth always wins. Always. Love never gives up. It never loses faith. It's always hopeful. Love endures through every circumstance. Love wins. And the thing that you have to realize, if you think for one second that your carnal, your unrenewed human nature is just going to walk in love because Jesus told you to? <laughs> nah. There is a battle going on. Love is a battlefield, and it is right here between your ears. See, last week, you remember, we kind of highlighted some of this uh, because the Apostle Paul actually, he gives us this wonderful picture. He actually says that our human nature wars against our born-again nature. Remember out of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, he says, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons that we fight with are not worldly. We have, now understand, God is talking to born-again people. You with me? He says, we have this divine power to demolish that other person. It does, what's it say? Strong, not people, stronghold. I know y'all want to, there's somebody, you think, no, I want to demolish him, Pastor. Just let me, just give me five minutes. Jesus, just stay in the car. Right? Yeah. Now, it's those strongholds that we build right here because what someone did, what they said, something happened to you, you didn't get your way. You know, we went into detail about this last week. There is a war that's going on. And, and, and the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul says that we are to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. So when you have that negative thought, when you have that person or that thing or whatever it is, and it begins to attack you, and, uh, and the enemy begins to build a stronghold in your thinking, at that point you have to replace that thought with what the Word of God says. This is why it's so important that you spend time in your Word. That way you have some Scripture to go to. Because just saying what you say, that really doesn't mean a lot. But when you say what God says... Something spiritual happens on the inside. There's a transformation that takes place. You must understand, you all, the Word of God is spiritual. It's not just information. It's spiritual. And, and, and I think as we um, you know, move into our next series, I think it's time for me to do a refresher on the importance of the Bible and how we got it and what it actually stands for and means in our life. Because we have a tendency, especially in today's technological age that we live in, we got everything on a device that's one of the things I remember back in the day. Now, with technology, you all, I've got this big iPad in front of me. It's the iPad 277.3. <laughs> and it's voice activated. It just does what I, no, it's not. It's really not. You're like, yeah, I want one of those. It's called Kelsey. <laughs> or, no, it's Derek today, isn't it? Yes. My point is this. I, I remember when I had my first preaching Bible, uh, and I wore it out. I still got it. It's like a trophy now put up on my bookshelf because if you open it, it'll fall apart. But how many of you old school can relate to this? You couldn't remember the, 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 the scripture in the verse, but you knew it was here, top right-hand corner, highlighted in yellow, right? Yeah, you knew that. Yeah. <clears throat> See, we need to be back to that stuff. 
You need to have enough word in you so that when the world, when the enemy pushes against the nature and character of God, you don't let a stronghold get built up in your thinking. You come right back with the word of God. Galatians actually tells us this, that for the born again, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. But to do that, man, I'm telling you, it will be a battle sometimes. I mean, there are things that the Apostle Paul writes that really just stretch me to the limit. For example, can I give you one? In, in, uh, he just kind of reminded me of this this morning. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church, and he's getting on them. He says, guys, I love how the message, <laughs> the message paraphrases it beautifully. But he says, you all are acting so stupid. <laughs> Because you're going to an, un, to an ungodly court to let them make a decision that you should be making in your own life. You go before, un, before the ungodly on things that you should handle on your own. And then he, Andy, then he takes it a step further. He says, if you're spiritual, you, you should just suck it up and take it. Take it, just be done wrong. I know, right? That's what I said too, Kat. I'm like, take that one out. <laughs> yeah. Just take it. Now, he's not saying to be a doormat and just let people abuse you. What, he, what Paul is wanting us to understand, love will always take the high road. That doesn't mean that you just give somebody a license to sin. That doesn't mean that there isn't consequence to when people do something wrong in your life. But sometimes you, you're not the one to have to, you're not the executioner. You remember our uh, faith confession that we made last Sunday? Put that up there if y'all got that. Watch this. Lord, oh, no, I'm sorry. I want you to say it with me. Lord, I commit to living a life of love. See, y'all won't even say it, will you? <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Say it with me. Lord, I commit to living a life of love, to be passionate and surrender excuses. I refuse to do nothing. <laughs> yeah, now that was good. That sounded, see, see when, when, when they hear that on the video, like, man, the church is full today. Yes, we are. We are full. And we're going to keep filling up. Right? See, the thing is about love, guys, remember what we talked about last week? Love has to be expressed. You got to show love. And many times it's in your doing before it's in your saying. See, it's not just this emotional thing that you arrive at. It's a decision you make. You can love anybody. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be best friends with them. You don't have to run with them. But you should be, how do I word this? We as believers, we should be the tip of the spear. We should be the ones leading the way in this. If you see somebody in the lobby, if you see somebody at Kroger, wherever it might be, and, and you know that you have an issue with them, you know this truth. You be the tip of the spear. You go first. You extend love. Hey, now inside you might be cringing. 
You all know, you know, I mean, you, you may be like, I would really like to get you outside by myself. <laughs> with nobody looking, with no phones around, and lay hands on you. I'm being spiritual. In, inside, that's what's raging. But, you're, but that's that human carnal nature, your born-again nature, God is telling you, be an expression of Jesus. You see, listen, you got to understand something. Vengeance is the Lord's. He'll, he'll take care of it. If somebody did you wrong, God will make, he'll work it out. Are you with me? See, unfortunately for many of us, and I really, wow, thank you, Lord. I, I really believe because many in the church, a decision to do nothing is still a decision. It's still a decision, you all. And I really believe that the reason that the world is in the condition that is in, our nation is in the condition it is in, is because the church hasn't done anything. Let's take Bibles out of the school. Okay. Let's take prayer out of the school. Okay. We don't do anything. We don't say anything. You know what we do? We, 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 uh, I tell you what, we'll start our own school. Forget about them. Let them go to hell. We'll start our own school. You know what we need to do? We need to change that. You all, you all need to be on school boards. We need to take over. That's what my pastor, there's a pastor that I follow. Uh, I've quoted him many times. He pastors one of the largest churches in Chicago. You know, it's Chicago. It's crazy. They have the highest uh, murder rate with, with, with guns in our nation, and, you're, and it's illegal to have one. How's that working? But he pastors in this city. And he tells his people this all the time. Guys, God didn't send us here to take sides. He sent us here to take over. The problem is we just want to come sing a worship song and go enjoy the blessings of the Lord on our life and turn our... Can't do it anymore, y'all. Can't. The thing I love about following the Apostle Paul, what I love about these guys, the Apostle Peter... Peter was preaching in the book of Acts, and um, they came and told him, he said, you can't preach that name anymore. He said, listen, whatever you got to do, you got to do. I'm preaching the name. Amen. I wonder if we would be that way today. Amen. Well, I don't want to offend anybody, Reverend. Maybe you should offend somebody. Now, I'm not talking about some ungodly way. You know, Peter didn't, he wasn't ungodly. He said, I'm preaching Jesus. They said, no, you're not. He said, I am too. We're going to throw you in jail. Well, they threw him in jail, and they, the, God come and shook the jail. The chains fell off. He said, go back and start all over. Paul would go in and preach a town. They, they would stone him, leave him out for dead. He'd get up. God would heal him. He'd go back into the same city again. Today's church, preachers say something you don't like. I'm out. Made me mad, bless God. You get your George Jefferson walk going. I'm out of here. Young people are like, what's the George Jefferson walk? <laughs> See, our job is to make a difference, not out of some legalistic religious thing. Now, understand, we're all at different places in our growth, right? So if you fail in one of these things, God's mercy is new every day. This is what Jesus was talking about. He said, guys, I want you to understand this. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. See, sometimes our job is to extend mercy to somebody that doesn't deserve it. 1 John chapter 4 it's crazy, when I started digging into this, I'm like, man, Lord, this stuff is hard. It is without him. Listen to this statement, 1 John 4. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God. 
Now, I know you can quote scripture. You're a faithful church member. Reverend, I tithe every now and then. According to the Apostle John, inspired by the Holy Spirit, if you refuse to love, you don't know anything about God. You can quote all the scripture you want. Pharise I mean, <laughs> see, the Pharisees, the Pharisees knew the word better than anybody in that time in history. And Jesus stood right in front of them, and they could not recognize the Messiah. Just because you go to a Bible study, John 13, listen, because he says that if you refuse to love, you don't know anything about God. So Jesus, Jesus, who? Jesus. In John 13, 34, he says, so I'm going to give you a new commandment. Love one another. Love one another. Just as I have loved you, you love each other. How'd he love us? Now, we can't really, listen, we can only comprehend to a certain degree what Jesus did for us. We see very, very small window of what actually took place because we have to process what took place through our intelligence. He left his world. He, <laughs> he was part of the Trinity, the Almighty. Remember in the beginning, God said, let us, Holy Ghost, Jesus, Christ, and let's make man like us. He left that and came into the womb of a woman to become human. I can't even wrap my brain around that, Cody, what, what, what he left for us. He left a multidimensional world to be confined to this three-dimensional world that you and I exist in called humanity. And then he let humanity kill him. Remember what he told Pilate? He said, listen, don't think you can do anything unless my dad lets it happen. I can call 12 legions of angels right now and I can mop the floor with you. He could, but he was on assignment. Guess what we own today? We're on assignment. Here's the question. I asked this last week. I didn't really get a good response. Maybe you could think about it. Would God... Would God lead you to somebody that he knows needs a touch of his unconditional love? Amen. Specifically from you. Here's the thing, Josh, because there's going to be times when, when it's the person that, that they know did you wrong and you go walk in love with them. See, they're, they, they're expecting judgment. They're expecting criticism. They're expecting all these other things. But all of a sudden you take the high road and you walk in love. Would God send somebody like that in your life? What if the person that God's wanting you to deal with is the one that you've concluded doesn't deserve it? Man, you, you got to go easy on me today, preacher. Come on. Huh? You know, because they, they, they did something specifically to you. Don't kid yourself. Love is a battlefield. And there are times when you have to put on the whole armor of God. And like a transformer, man, you turn into Optimus Prime, and all of a sudden you're like, wish I could talk in that voice like him. <laughs> I'm Optimus Prime. Anyway, and you go love somebody. Y'all okay? I, I know I am dropping a boatload of scripture on you all today, but here's the thing. I want you to understand this wasn't just some sermon. This stuff is through the Bible. I mean, it is saturated with this truth. Listen to Peter, 1 Peter 4, above all, what's that mean? 
above, above everything, have this fervent, unfailing love for one another. Because love covers a multitude of sin. Now, this is the God kind of love. Love covers sin. Now, here's the thing. Let me remind you, that doesn't mean there's not consequence for sin. Parents, you can relate to this. How many times do you have to tell your child, don't touch that hot stove? Right? And, and they still do it, don't they, Billy? That, that's that human nature. They still do it. Don't play with that electrical outlet. Huh? Yeah. That's how human nature is. That's why it's a war. See, sin, there is consequence. You, I, I know some people, they, well, you're just talking all that grace, it's license to sin junk. I'm not talking any of that junk. You never, listen, ask Adam. You never get away, you never get away with sin. I know you might think you do slick. You never get away with it. This is why Jesus is the most incredible, awesome person in existence. Because he wiped the slate clean, he nailed it to the cross. But make no mistake about it, you keep playing with rattlesnakes, you're going to get bit. Huh? Above all, have this fervent, unfailing love for one another because love covers. See, when you know, when you know somebody's done something wrong, love covers. Now, not in some secret, manipulative way covers. Love just doesn't be, you're not a tailbearer. You're not tearing people down. Watch, he, he's not done though. It overlooks unkindness and unselfishly seeks the best of others. Shoo, Lord, you got to back up a little bit, man. See, I'm reading the Bible. I love how the message paraphrases it like this. Love each other as if your life depends on it. Love each other as if your life depends on it. You see, guys, this is the thing that Jesus shows us. And I, it's for, because you have to understand, unlike Kate, now Kate was, she'd been raised in church her whole life. I mean, now she probably had a bad moment or two, but she'd been raised, her mom and dad raised her, her whole, I wasn't like that. I wasn't raised in church. I was raised with Jack Daniels. If y'all don't know who that is, that's okay. You don't need to leave it alone. And so when I met Jesus, listen, he didn't wait for me to measure up. He didn't wait for me to get my life straightened out. Hey, he didn't keep a list. He didn't hold a bunch of, a bunch of my sins and my failures against me. You know what he did? He started with love. He said, that one right there, yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm die for him. I love Jesus, man, right? Yeah. See, guys, this love is, now, don't, don't kid yourself. There will be emotion attached to love, but love is not an emotion. It's a decision. But when you get close to Jesus, it, it can be emotional. See, at some point, those of us that are confessing to belong to Jesus, this, this could be your biggest take-home of the day right here. At some point, we have to stop assuming that somebody else is going to make sure that the world encounters God's love. 
You gotta stop assuming somebody else will do it. Stop assuming the preacher will do it or some other church or that other, they're better Christian. They've, they've been doing this a lot longer than me. I'm, I'm new at it. I still got, I don't know enough about the Bible. Stop all that stuff. That's just a cop out. Most of these guys that we uh, follow in the New Testament, they didn't have Bibles to pack around. I mean, you just think, and you just think about this. Think if the Apostle Paul had a jet. I mean, the dude changed the world. And he, had, he, didn't even, he, didn't have, he didn't even have cushioned shoes. I mean, he had sandals. I don't even like sandals. You ever got rocks under your sandals? I mean, this dude changed the world, right? See, God's plan for every member of his body is for us to be an expression of him. To the people that he's going to send us across their path. And it starts with each one of us right here in our hearts. Let me take it a step further. Right inside these four walls. Remember what we said a while ago out of John 13? Jesus said this. This is how everyone will recognize that you're my disciple. How? The love that you have for each other. They see, they see our bond. They see that we have each other's back. Now, we're not there yet as a church. We're not there. We have a lot of growing to do. It is, you know, I've, I've been pastoring now. What, babe? Well, I started in 2000. We had our first church in Florence in 2000. So I've been a pastor since the, I was on staff at a church for a few years. So since 2000, so what is that, 20, I'm in my 21st year, and, and some of the ugliest things I've seen have been right here with people under the blood-stained banner of Christ that we crucify each other, we, we, we destroy each other, and we refuse to walk in love because we, we're just carnal. Love is a battlefield. Don't kid yourself. And God wants us to be out in front, leading the way, extending mercy. That doesn't mean that you don't correct. That doesn't mean that you don't teach. That doesn't mean that there isn't consequence. There is. But for those of us that learn how to be Holy Spirit-led people, you think about this. Jesus said this, you will know a tree by its fruit. You'll know it. And sometimes what you have to be willing to do, having done all the stand, you gotta be standing. Many times we read that scripture and we interpret it in light of, well, if I'm doing a battle against the enemy. No, many times the battle that's going on is in your head. It's in your soul because he's trying to deceive you because of what somebody did. Psalm 15 says, he, the person honors the Lord who holds to his own hurt and doesn't change. What's he mean by that? You, you do what you say you do. You keep your word. Even if it hurts you, you walk in love. Dang, man. Ease up. I will in about 10 minutes. See, God wants his love, his mercy, his nature. He wants it flowing through us. And make no mistake about it, he will grace you to do this. He will give you the power to do it, but you've got to trust him. See, a lot of, when it comes to a life of faith, remember Galatians said faith, the only thing that counts is faith, expressing itself through love. You want to be this really big faith giant? 
Believe God to give you power to look past people's junk and extend mercy to them, extend love to them. Yeah. Oh, Pastor, I'm believing for a new promotion. I'm believing. Okay, great. Let's, let's believe God to be an expression of Him today. Let's walk out of here trusting that God's going to anoint us and empower us. Y'all okay? All right, let's, let's, let's take it a step further. This is Jesus, John 17. This is Jesus praying. He says, I pray, this is verse 21. He's praying for us. He says, I pray that they will all be one. Just as, talking to the Father, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you, may they be in us so that the one in us, so that the world will believe that you sent me. What? That, that's, that's Paul's whole point. It's no longer I who live. It's Christ that lives in me. See, when you're believing that Jesus is in you, how, how many of you done this stuff? Man, my wife, some, she's Holy Ghost Junior way too often. But she'll correct me on stuff, you know, because you, you ever went carnal? in the middle of something, <laughs> right? Yeah, we all have. See, you gotta get this, you all. At some point, you have to practice giving place to the things of God inside you. At the end of the day, there's always going to be someone that God is leading you to, always. Why, because we're his body on the planet. He's not going to manifest with an angel, not that he couldn't, but we're his body. He's not going to come down in a pillar of fire. We're his body. God works in mysterious. No, he doesn't. He works in, in, in the confines of this book. He'll do exactly what's in the book through you and me. Guess what? That means we got to go. We got to do. He's going to lead. He's going to lead you to people. Sometimes people that are hurting. Sometimes people that are confused about Him, and they'll connect with you, and they don't even know that they like you yet. You you remember when Jesus would show up in people's lives? He said, "Hey guys, I, I came that you could have life. I came that you could have life. This is why God graces us. This is why God." gifts us. This is why he anoints us. This is why he will introduce us to people that will not only stretch us to come to a higher level of faith, but he'll also introduce us to people that will go in to stretch them. Are you, are you getting this? You see, don't ever think that when you show up in the room that you're the, you're the one. Always stay humble. Let God use you. Here's a perfect example of this. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, the apostle Paul is talking to this young Christian. He's giving him some encouragement. He's giving him some instruction. He's going to challenge him. Listen to these words, 1 Timothy chapter 4. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, that special inward endowment which was directly imparted to you by the Holy Spirit. He says, don't neglect that. See, every one of you in this room, you got gifts from the Holy Spirit. Well, what are they? They're, listen, as you put your hand to things, you'll discover them. Listen very carefully. Practice. Say practice. Cultivate. Say cultivate. And meditate practice, cultivate, and meditate. Practice, cultivate, and meditate on these duties. Throw yourself wholly into them. Watch this. Why? So that your progress will be evident to everybody. They'll look at you. They'll, they'll tell, they can tell a tree by its fruit. But you got to practice. 
You got to cultivate. You got to meditate. See, I believe God is telling every one of us today, God, use me to be an expression of you. Huh? Use me to be an expression of you. See, I believe this is the thing. If we're, if we're willing, I know in my own personal life, I've, I've discovered this, but as we become willing to walk closer with Jesus, the more that we're willing to acknowledge his nature in us, the more that we're willing to embrace the gifts that he's provided for us, it's gonna be evident to other people. They're gonna see different things in your life. Coworkers are gonna see something different about you. Some of those attitudes you used to have, all of a sudden they're gonna just kind of drift away. Not because you, not because you made it go away, you're becoming this different person and it just, those things just begin to drift away in your life and you're not, that any, you're not that person anymore. You don't talk that way anymore. You know, I love to give you all a hard time about your cussing. I'm like, Pastor, they cuss? Not they, you. Oh no, Reverend, okay, okay. Well, maybe not you, good for you. But cussing is a habit, it, it, and it's, a, it's an ugly habit. And, and in the culture that we live in, we'll be out somewhere, and, and, and I'm listening, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about some young rebellious person that's, that's got a gutter mouth. I'm talking about somebody my age, just cussing up a storm. I'm like, what is, I mean, sometimes you gotta, you gotta check your nonverbals, because you, you find yourself like, I mean, there's kids around. What is wrong with you? Can I just slap the... Now, I don't say... I would never. I'm talking about love, right? We have to continually practice. What's the next one? Cultivate and meditate the things of God. And the more that you do, transformation just takes place. Listen, let, let me take it a step further. I know I'm, Ephesians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul says this, now that you're learning the truth. See, today y'all getting some truth dropped on you like a big semi-truck. Now that you're learning the truth about Jesus, it's time to let go of your old nature. Who's got to let it go? <laughs> that's, that's right. We, I know some of y'all like, Lord, take his cussing from me. God don't want you cussing. He's not going to take it. No cussing in heaven. Lord, take his tobacco from me. God doesn't chew or dip or smoke. He doesn't want that. No. Now that you're learning the truth about Jesus, it's time, to, it's time for you to let go of the old nature. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Let the Spirit renew your thought. Your, the Spirit won't renew your thought watching some killing movie. Uh, soap operas some dumb talk show video game come on girl hallmark somebody said hallmark right it's true though you, you know listen instead let the spirit Renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Put on, now, now, who's got to put on the new nature? Yeah, we do. I know a lot of people just want God to fix it. 
He did fix it. He gave you the Holy Spirit. You are born again. You are the sons and daughters of God. You put on, you put on your new nature. Create, are you for real, Paul? I'm created to be like God, righteous and holy. See, as part of his body, Jesus, he's counting on us to be an influencer. All through our journey, we should be an expression of him. See, at, at the end of the day, here's the deal, guys. Somebody, I got this from John Maxwell. He's one of my favorite leadership guys. But somebody has to take the high road. Somebody has to go first. Why not us? Why not you? This is why God says that we're to keep company with him so that we can learn a life of love. Because from the abundance of whatever's in you, it's gonna come out. So I'm gonna leave you with this thought today. You ready for this? Love in, love out. Love in, love out. See, what we have to do is stay with Jesus long enough until that takes place. Colossians tells us that we've been chosen by God for this new life of love. God's picked us for this. A life of compassion, of humility, of kindness, a life that is willing to forgive, are you ready for this? As quickly and as completely as Jesus forgave us. He goes on to say this. I love how the message paraphrases this, this passage in Colossians. He says, so put on the garment of love. Wear it. Wear love. Every day when you get out, when you get ready to leave for work, you, you, you're, putting, you're putting on, I got my onesie, my love onesie on. You got one, Michaela? You got a onesie? Yes. With the feet in it? Oh, no feet. Man. I wish they made one for adults with feet in it. But, oh, they do? Oh, you got one? <laughs> what God wants, here's the thing, guys. Love in, love out. So for all of us listening, those of you, you. Somebody stayed at home today, you in your onesie. Love in, it's, it's, it's not some legalistic, religious, it, it will be a battle, but the more, the more that you put love in, Guess what's gonna come out? When the pressures of life come on, when you find yourself in situations, the power of God will manifest in your life. And the next thing you know, you see love flowing out of you. Are you with me? These truths, they apply for people that belong to Jesus. And so if you're in the room today and you've never given your life to Jesus, well, today's your day. Now I'm not talking about church membership. I know we may not be your style, but somebody brought you today. Somebody drug you out to church today. I heard a preacher years ago, his, 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 he was telling him about his parents. He said, I, when I was a kid, I had a drug problem. My parents drugged me to this church and drugged me to that church. <laughs> yeah. I know that's corny, right? Here's the thing. You're here today, and the Holy Spirit is pulling on your heart. I promise you, you're not here by accident. He's pulling on your heart right now. To give, his, to give your life to him. And so we made it simple for you. Those of you watching right now, where am I at? Which camera am I on? Here we go. Listen to me very carefully. 
that thought rolling around in the back of your head. Yeah, that's you. Jesus is saying, come on, give me a shot. Say this prayer with me today. Ask Jesus to come into your life. All of us in this room together, those of you listening, those of you watching, say it with me. Lord Jesus, come into my life and make me new. And from this day forward, Jesus is my Lord. Heaven is my home. And I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said the prayer, you're in the room, let us know. Stop by our information desk so that we can get you started in your next steps as a new believer. Those of you that are watching, tell a friend, tell somebody, call us here. We would love to help you in that. Uh, we're so welcoming and open that you are part of our family today. Tonight, you get to pillow your head for the first time maybe and know that eternity belongs to you. It's a cool thing, isn't it, guys? Amen. Now listen, for those of you all in the room, you all remember the thing that's waiting on you right outside those four uh, walls is what? Opportunity. So let's be people of love this week. Let's be an expression of Jesus this week. Uh, I, I believe that God's going to show you some great results and fruit as you make the effort to put on your new man. New man. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at victorylifeky.com. Thank you so much for listening.